Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 236, with the one, the only, the kindest person I probably know, uh, and we are, we've never met, met face-to-face, but his actions, his words speak so loud, and so great to have you back on the show, Andy Milne, how are you, mate? Yeah, it's good to be here, mate. Episode 236, look at you crushing things. <laughs> <laughs> and do, do you know awesome. what, with that, I literally haven't done an episode for three months. And the reason being is, um, we'll talk a little bit before that, uh, I've been going through a little bit of a flat patch with everything going on the pandemic. And um, I thought, the, the kindness has really got me through uh, these tough periods. Give me a little bit of a purpose when you can't work and I'm um, sort of stuck at home. And I thought the only way I'm going to start this podcast is when I can get you on here because you are Mr. Kindness yourself. And some of the things we're going to talk about you doing is just incredible. But what does kindness mean to you, mate? That's an interesting one. And, and as you were talking, I was thinking that's the, the thing. You could be in a funk. You could be busy. But kindness doesn't take that much time, right? And t- kindness doesn't have to take that much effort. Uh, and I think once you start it, once you start being kind, it just it just it rolls right it just it's like a rolling ball and it gathers pace and it gathers momentum uh, and you see the effects of that kindness I, I had never i've never thought about giving a definition of kindness it's just a an act of giving an act of service to somebody who you think would appreciate that at that time um and i and i'll acknowledge that i don't think i was always the kindest kid i think i was a i was a, a terrible kid uh, younger and you you've talked about yourself and your yeah. your youth as well and that arrogance of youth that we all have and we're all bulletproof you know and and then we realize that we're not and we realize that if we live a life that isn't kind and isn't full of gratitude and isn't giving eventually people don't want to spend any time with you mm. and i think and I think moving to America 12 years ago and hitting that reset button and starting all over again and reinventing myself and having to work hard at relationships, not just li- live off the back of the relationships that maybe I've got from 15, 20, 25 years ago. I had to work at it. And I think I saw the benefits of that. So and then, you know, people such as yourself and, and people promoting the whole kindness and gratitude message. Um, I think it's, it's so important. And now it's part of my daily life and I don't oh, even think about it. Big time, and mate, it is big time for you. So that's really interesting you said that because I know um, for guys listening, episode 144 was first time I've had Andy on the show and we spoke about your story and everything like that. So you can go back and check that. But um, yeah, obviously I had that stage when I was 30 and I went through a pretty low stage. And did you, it, was that when you moved to the States that not you went through a low, low sort of thing in your life, but you realized there's a chance to sort of change my attitude and the way I treat people. Was that like a, a light bulb moment? I think I've always been looking to reinvent myself. I've, I've, you know, you're, you're never the perfect model. You're never the finished model. And I certainly let my students know that, you know, I, I let them know that mistakes are fine. Mistakes are normal and you fail, you fail forward. You learn from your mistakes and you reflect and you show growth. So you're never the finished article. And, and I've got sophomores and juniors and seniors but they go off to college, university, they get to be themselves, a new version of themselves. So those kids who somehow have been shackled with a reputation as being the goofball or for being the kid who doesn't try hard in class. And maybe they want to shake that reputation off, but people expect them to live up to that. They get to hit the reset button again. Um, so I'm all about fresh starts. Uh, so, yeah, I think moving to the moving to the States, not knowing anybody really, not having a reputation, not coming with 
people knowing a little bit of me and my backstory meant that I had to work hard. I think it also helped that um, it was humbling. My first year here, I couldn't get a job as a teacher. So I had to work in special ed. So working with that cohort of kids was a special uh, time for me. And then I ended up in a Catholic school for three years. Now I'm not religious, but certainly that Catholic Catholic uh, motto and ethos of looking out for others and looking out for your neighbors. And I was somebody who needed to be looked out for because I didn't know anybody and I didn't know if people were looking out for me. And you ain't going to look out for me if I'm not looking out for you. So I think it's a reciprocal um, agreement. Um, and, and, and I think I, I, I have grown a lot in my time here in America, I'm 12 years in and I think I'm, I'm getting there. I'm almost the finished article. Uh, mate, you're well and truly there. Now, a question, I, I really like that. And I think it's really important what you've just said, but something I've been thinking about last couple of days, and I want to throw this at you. I feel kindness can also be uh, like the way I've been using kindness is for my own personal needs. Do you think in a way, and it's definitely not, but I feel a bit selfish sometimes because I'm doing this kindness because I need the feeling of that purpose. Is it? Is that something you've ever felt or not really? Like, and it's a really strange thing because I'm, I'm doing something so nice for people and I know you do, but I'm actually doing it at the moment because I need the feeling of that oxytocin of me doing something good for somebody else. Have you ever, is, is that something? No, I, there must be a theory behind that, right? And, and maybe it is very self-serving. And I live life gamefully. I live by uh, Jane McGonigal's super better um, approach of living life gamefully. Everything's about leveling up for me. So if I do an act of kindness, uh, and it may, it may be as simple as, you know, a little act of assistance, I'll open the door for you, cut, cut in front of a, of a queue for me at the supermarket if you want. Yeah, I'm getting a buzz out of that. But that's me. I, I always say I'm, um, I'm Super Mario and I'm collecting rings and I'm collecting rings all throughout the day. <laughs> and at the end of my day, I level up. I walk through the school building and the high fives and the smiles and the little head nods. They're all me collecting those those little gold rings so that I've leveled up by the, you know, I hit a green light on the way to school. That's another ring for me. You know, if I hit a red light, maybe the next one's green again. So it is all about me. I am. I'm gaining. I'm gaining through my acts of giving. I love that. So it's like getting the mushroom, you know, you're growing. If we're going to keep referencing Mario. There you <laughs> go. That. Now you can be Mario, I'll be Luigi. Let's roll off some of the things. <laughs> Let's roll off some of the things that you do constantly. And the one thing that's really, I've gravitated to you and for listeners out there, we've never met, but um, I think gravitate the way that you do kindness. And I love how much emphasis you put on handwriting, cards, notes. Do you want to talk about that? And this isn't boasting for anyone. This is, you do this and you do it for no other reason than to help other people. And I absolutely love it. So do you want to share some of the cards you've been doing and, and where this sort of started? You know, I'm convinced I listened to a podcast once and maybe you even put me onto this. There was a guy out there and he wrote five thank you letters, I think every day for a year. And I listened to that and I was like, I could do that. And then I realized shortly afterwards, there's no way I can't. I can't. That's almost like, that's almost like I'm forcing it because after, you know, after like day five, day six, I'm like, well, who am I going to write to? But I do like that idea of going old school at that gesture of writing. My, both my boys have been sent postcards already from their new teachers. One wow. teacher hand wrote, one teacher hand wrote the postcard and one had it pre-typed out, dear students. So already uh, I'm weighing one up against no. the other. What's the um, point? I know, but but I, I do I, I do like writing cards. Right now I'm writing, and I'm holding up the screen, but this ain't a video. Uh, I'm writing. Oh, I can see it. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, for the last four or five years now, I've reached out to my my teacher friends on on social media, and I and I've said, well, who's who's got a new role? Who's got a new position coming up this year? And people tell me, and I make a little note of that. And then this time of year, I'm reaching out to people saying, hey, send me your school or personal address. I have to send you something. So the first batch of postcards have already gone out. There's another 10 sitting upstairs right now. There's something nice about just sitting down and thinking about the excitement that somebody else has going into that role. I live a little bit vicariously through the tweets and the, and the, the posts on Instagram. So I, I feel happy, genuinely happy for them. Of course, I like the fact that I'm developing a little bit of a reputation for for being a kind individual. Yeah. But I don't go as far as like retweeting the the acknowledgements on social media. Like I'm not I am not trying to like sell it. But yes, I I will write thank you cards to people. And because every time I've ever ever received a thank you card or you know an acknowledgement, I've always got such a kick out of it. As a teacher, all of the bit like the really nice um, positive emails that I've received. I always save them in a mm-hmm. in an inbox in my right, and all of the nice cards and the letters I get from teachers and parents and students, I've saved them as well on my desk. So I can always go back and have a little look on those days where I'm feeling not so so positive, and just remind myself that I'm in it for a reason, and I and I I think I'm a good teacher, and and, and I think I do have a positive effect on kids and those around me. I love that. So on my phone, Andy, I've got the same thing in, in my, I call it my treasure chest. So anytime, anytime I get a, a lovely email or message, I save it in there. And I've got quite a few now. I'm not pumping my tires up, but it builds. And like, particularly when I used to travel a lot for work and I'd get quite lonely on the plane, I'd always go back and read them. Oh. And it's amazing, isn't it? Like, it's amazing how that can, if you want to fill your bucket up or fill your cup, whatever you want to call it, but they're digital actually getting something in the mail that isn't a bill isn't junk mail that is so powerful isn't it yeah and the fact that someone has taken the time time you know i mean there's students that i've taught and i haven't really known whether i've i've made a breakthrough with them i haven't really known what they thought of me but the fact that some of them have sat down and written that letter and said and even specifically referred to a lesson or a conversation that we had at some time in the last 12 months is so, so very powerful. It always brings tears to my eyes. I'm, I'm a real softie. It always makes me choke up. Mate, and I love it. But what's the barrier? Why do we, we're talking about the impact this has and we're both so positive about it because it makes us, both of us, the person that we are today and it helps so much. What's the barrier? What's stopping people? Is it this, Is it being scared? Is it being vulnerable, putting yourself out there? Is it doing something different? Why isn't everyone doing this? I wonder if it's actually, because it does require time, right? It requires you to stop what you're doing at this time. And in this 24 hour news cycle, in this ever doom scrolling environment of Instagram and social media, it's hard not to stop. You know, Netflix, the show finishes and the next one starts without me even realizing that Five I don't seconds. want to watch it. Right? <laughs> now, now, now I, I pull up the, the Netflix and it says, do you want to play something at random? Really? I'm, I'm that desperate to watch something. I've got a random option. Show me something, it says. So it does require you to stop and reflect. And you and I know that the power of reflection is so very, very powerful but we're busy, right? We're busy people. Um, You know, why is it that I haven't spoken to my parents this week, you know, back home in England? 
because I'm busy and they haven't called me because they think I'm busy. And we give this persona that the busier we are, the better we are, or the busier we are, the more purpose we, 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 we've got. And we do need to slow down a little bit. I need to slow down, you know, the way I'm speaking right now. But no, we need don't. To Keep slow going. Down. Keep going. And, and just let people know that we're thinking of them. One, one of the really uh, great points I saw once on social media, and I pass this to my, my students a lot. I encourage them to go through their phones and I'll say something like, find a photograph of you uh, working out or being active, find a photograph of you with friends. And I say to my kids, anytime you go through your photograph reel, your photo reel, and you find a photograph and you think, oh, that was a really good time. Send that person that picture and say, hey, remember that time we did that thing? I'm sending you the picture again because I'm thinking of you, oxytocin's flooding through the brain. Don't be that person who looks at the phone and says, oh, that was nice. And then scrolls on again. Let someone know that you are thinking of them. That's that's so easy. So right now, if you're listening, is pause it. Obviously, if you're driving, pull over. Find a photo of someone, just, just randomly scroll, go as fast as you can, stop it, and send that picture, one of those pictures, to that person in there. And just write a caption. I, I absolutely love that. Now, let's talk about the ripple effect of kindness because mm. this is – this is the best part about it. The effect that you have on someone else is amazing for you and that person, but then you don't know always what that person is doing to somebody else. Um, and I think of uh, David Hamilton, the five side effects of kindness. The ripple effect is insane, Andy. So out of everything you've done and you continue to do it and amaze me with your kindness, but what are some of the ripple effects of your kindness that had on your students, other teachers, your friends, your family, other people in the community? I, I love it when, you know, I mean, recently I, you sent some copies of your book to me, uh, to my, my friends, and then they said, oh, I'm doing the same. I'm sending it to other people. I wonder if, I wonder if the, the, the most profound I had was, so I, I had a fundraiser for teachers and I would raise money for teachers. I'd sell merchandise. And with the profits, I'd send teachers to conferences. And it was always teachers who, who didn't have access to professional development funds. But I, I always hoped that it wouldn't just be me. I always hoped that it would spur other actions. And this did happen uh, down in uh, Indiana, in Kentucky. Shape America also got involved. They started to run their own versions of the Send a Teacher program. Arizona did the same. They commissioned a teacher at their, a, a, a t-shirt at their conference. And all of the profits from that one t-shirt went to sending a teacher to, to, you know, to some professional development. So I wonder if that was the one that was... Was most profound now my my fundraising efforts have kind of slid down a little bit during the pandemic but it does still exist i do still have funds i will be sending uh, at least one teacher to the next national convention in new orleans as well um but it i always wanted it to 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 to, to inspire others and it did mm, so so with that what what's the impact or what's the res response from that teacher that because obviously you're setting it up you're creating it but a lot of people are really contributing for that teacher to enjoy that. So what's the reaction? Are people, some people hesitant to take it or like, because some people don't know how to take kindness. Is, have you experienced that as well? It, it, it's funny. It's, it's, I had this money. It was difficult to give it away. It was yes. difficult to give it away. I'd write to, <laughs> I'd write to people and say, hey, do you have any teachers who are worthy of this? And first of all, I think they're a bit suspicious. And then I didn't hear from them. So I'd have to, I'd have to dive even deeper. You know, I'm, I've got money here. I want to <laughs> give it away. But who does that? I'm not some kind of crazy YouTuber. Um, so perhaps 
Um, it also is a shame that I don't have a personal relationship with these people, but I do know that they are then going to go on to their schools. So whatever they pick up at a conference, it's going to impact so many people. So I've impacted that one teacher or those teachers have gone to the conferences, but I know that every time 30 kids come into their gym, that's another 30 kids who are going to benefit from the interactions that teacher had. So talk about boomerang effect or talk about the ripple effect. That is big, big ripples. What if one of those kids becomes a PE teacher, you know, down the line? I mean, hey. And, and, and I think that's the beautiful thing about kindness that you don't actually always know the impact it's had and you shouldn't, shouldn't do it for wanting to know the impact it's had or how it's helped people. And I think um, my favorite book, The Go-Giver, that he talks about 50-50, uh, a losing proposition. If you're doing something and expecting something in return, then that's a losing proposition because you shouldn't keep score. You do something simply because you want to help somebody out and make them feel and, and, and lift them up. And I suppose that's a really big thing. So when it comes to kindness, obviously you do it in your personal life. How do you teach it to your kids? Like besides, obviously you, you said, uh, send a photo to someone, don't just look at it. What are some of the other examples? Because I love these easy, actionable things that even adults listening to this can do today. I think I think for, for me, it's all that social emotional side of things. I know when we, when we return back to school in a couple of weeks uh, with students in the building, we're going to take it slow. We've got to get to know the kids and how comfortable they are. But it has to be about building relationships as well. So I think any opportunity for students to interact with others, uh, for them to uh, to know who their allies are in the building, to know who who their friends are and acknowledge those friends and work on those relationships. I, I, again, I refer back to Super Better by Jane McGonigal. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful book with so many different tasks and actions in there um, that, that people can do to just let others know that they're thinking about them um so they like you you can start to trick your brain in so you're feeling better uh, to build those relationships with other people so i'll take the temperature of the room you know i've got content to get through i've got skills to teach but i also know i can see it in students eyes when they're feeling it when they've been hit with homework or the school community has been hit by trauma. You know when it's time to say, right, I'm throwing the lesson out the window. Let's just sit and chat. Let's get together in pairs. Let's go on a walk and talk. Let's do an empathy walk. Okay, you do all the talking. I'll do all the listening for a lap of the track. And then we'll switch roles and we'll go back again. Any opportunity to just develop a relationship with others. I, I, my kids need to know that they've got adults and friends in the building that are looking out for them. Um, I, I want my kids to feel um, that they are part of a community. And we know that the more kids feel like they're part of a school community, the more buy-in there is, the attendance rates go up, you know, the, their success rate goes up as well. So it, it has to be all about realizing that the social emotional side of learning is so crucial if you want any other learning to take place. You've got to get that done first, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You've got to address the trauma. You've got to address the hunger. You've got to address the tiredness before they can do anything else. And essentially you're building your resilient young kids that will go on and, you know, be lifelong movers and learners that are, are good in the community. And that's more important. And you talk about it really well in your TED Talk. It's more important than getting an A in class. It's getting an A in life, isn't it? Absolutely. And my, and my students know that you can have the A right now. If you really want the A, you can take the A, but I'm not worried about the A. I want you to go on and live a longer, happier, healthier life. So, yeah. Uh, and I love that. If you haven't listened to Andy's talk, I'll, uh, his TED talk, um, I'll have links in the show note because I think it's really relevant that 
school is about giving the resources and skills so that then they can use it to live a happy, healthy life. It's not about this what you got in a beep test. It's not the snap plan score. And this is these are just tests that we do. Who cares what your end of score or end of year score was? It doesn't matter. It's in life and how you really help other people. So when we talk about you're obviously going back to school um, and where you look around the world, the pandemic is still in full flight, particularly for us in Australia. But how are you going into this new schooling year? Because you're going to have to be more nurturing than ever, I think, because of everything that's happened. Are you are you taking a different approach or have you thought about this? Yeah, I am. I, and I thought about it in another conversation I had with some teachers at the beginning of the summer. So I, I'm a health teacher and one of the topics we talk about is consent. And we'll talk about consent as being something, it's an ongoing conversation, all right? So it really is, are you comfortable with me doing this? Can I touch you here? Can we do this? I'd like to take this item of clothing off. How do you feel about it, right? So it's an ongoing thing. One of us gets to a point where maybe we're, we're comfortable and we don't want to go any further. And then as a relationship, we've grown. And, and, it, and it, it occurred to me that maybe I need to have that kind of approach with my students. I need to be constantly checking in with my kids. Hey, kids, we're going to do this activity for the next 30 minutes. Are you, are you up to this? All right. Am I going too fast? Do you need me to slow down a little bit more? Is the homework too much? Am I asking too much of you right now? Can I push you a little bit further? And, they'll, they'll, and it's going to be an ongoing conversation, right? So we're all co- we're co-constructing this, this experience. And we'll get to this point where they realize that they have a, my students have a voice. They have a voice and I'm going to listen to them as well. And hopefully we find that happy medium where most of them are like, right, that's it. We're comfortable. Now we can start driving into some weightier, maybe more painful, awkward conversations about race and, and gender and inequity. But I can't have those on day one. I can't jump into, into no. conversations about that on day one. We've got to know what it is we're, we're all looking for to get the most out of and be most successful in our time together. So that's how I'm going to approach the school year. I, I love that, mate. It's really giving the kids, and this could be applied in, in workplace, and it probably needs to be applied in workplace, ownership and buy-in because really they're the ones navigating. It's sort of like one of those old books where you pick an adventure. You can go to page four if you want to fight the dragon or you can go to page 12 if you want to jump through the river. Do you know what I mean? Like they're getting that (laughs) ball. I've got one. I've got one. (laughs) So he's holding one up. Absolutely. How many books you got there for everything I'm going to talk about? But I think that's really important because you're giving them buying and ownership of where they go. And you're probably going to get better results that way, aren't you? I think so. I, I, I do. I do think so. I want my kids to know that the, their experience is is powerful. They'll they'll get out of this class what they put into it. And my period one will be so very different from my period two, purely based on the makeup of the students in front of me and the dynamic that we have and the experiences that we all bring to the classroom. All right. We've not all grown up in Illinois, all right? Or we've not all had sex ed up until this point. Or, you know, some of us have very different views than others. So we, we bring that to the mix. Um, and then we move on, hoping that we can, we can get the most out of our time together. Brilliant, mate. And I think, that's, I think that's really important. At the end of the day, relationships and conversation, it doesn't matter if you're teaching, if you're at home with your partner, your friends, your family, anyone, if people feel valued and listened to, you're going to be in a really good position. And that's that's across the board. So now that teachers are back, coming to school, your postcards, you've got 10 to send out. Do you plan the rest of the year how you can keep being Mr. Kind himself? Like what else do you have up your sleeve, great man? Oh, now you've put me on the spot here. I don't <laughs> yeah, of know. course. I mean, <laughs> um, 
I don't know, really. I played around last year with um, gamifying, not necessarily gamifying, but making badges for my online kids. So my own my own two boys upstairs who right now, um, they'll collect Pokemon cards and one will be ultra rare. And, you know, and this one's worth so much more. So I started making just random digital badges and giving them out and, and emailing kids directly and say, hey, listen, you did a great job in class today. I want to say, you know, your comments were on fire. You've earned the straight fire badge. It's ultra rare. <laughs> Only three students have got it. And I would nerd out with the students and I'm like, I bet you're all trading them online. And, you know, uh, but then they're not. <laughs> but I was goofing around. Uh, I got a kick out of just creating and issuing these badges. Some of them are one of a kind based on a random comment that a student might make in, a, in an assignment. So, no, I don't have anything planned. I just think I'll know when the time is right that this that here is a perfect opportunity to express my gratitude or express my kindness at this time. I, I love that, mate. And, and again, that's that's reigniting your fire every time you're being creative and coming up with one of those. Do you know what I mean? And, and it gives you that buzz, not only the buzz that you get, but also your students. So people listening, let's give them something to action. What's something listeners out there can do? Because I know one of the great things I did last year during the pandemic was your one to 10 scale. Absolutely love that. And, and um, I've got that in the book that we recently <clears throat> brought out, which was fantastic. So go and read that. But what's something that people can action right now? The one takeaway from today's chat, besides that they're probably going to have to slow this down. Most people listen to podcasts on 1.5. They're going to have to slow this down to maybe 0.8 because we are both on another the planet because we love kindness so what besides slowing down this podcast what can people do andy give them something mate the great man mr kindness himself fill up their cup with one actionable item i think i would recommend just tell people what your interaction that you just had with them meant to you all right so if you go to starbucks and you get handed your coffee Thank you. I appreciate that you handed that to me with a smile. You've made my day. Let someone know that you've made their day. All right. Um, uh, you, you meet up with somebody and you just, you, you just catch up. Hey, I really appreciate you spending some time. I, I value our friendship. Let people know what they mean to you, what their, their time means to you. We don't, you know, the time is something that we can't, we can't get any, anything anymore of. Um, and I think that's it. Let, let people know that, that our interactions with each other are valuable and it's just assumed that they will continue. But I think, and I'm going to do this tomorrow now, Good. everybody I interact with, I'm going to tell them what that interaction meant, meant to me. Thinking about that, we don't do it, do we? Like, is it that we don't feel comfortable saying that? Like in an email, we'll sign off like, thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day. But you don't always say that to people. Why? You're right. It's because we've become too comfortable not mm. doing it. Let's yeah. let's be uncomfortable. Let's be uncomfortable in expressing our feelings for each other. You know, I wonder if guys can be a little bit worse than than others at expressing their feelings because you yep. know we've grown up in 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 a in a time where maybe we weren't all encouraged to to share the way that we feel. And I think um, if you're looking to live a longer, healthier, happier life, you're certainly not going to do the, your chances of that any harm by being more kind and expressing gratitude on a daily basis. Boom. Wow. That is, that, that's all we need right there. So Andy, people are loving this. As I said, episode 144, you can actually hear more about Andy and these days of mad DJ and 
traveling the world and doing all of this. <laughs> but where can where can people reach out to you, mate? Because I'm sure they want to follow you and get in contact because your energy is infectious. And not only that, you are a, such a kind and giving human. Thank you. Uh, and that means a lot coming from you, obviously. Uh, so you can find me on social media as Carmel Health. I used to teach at Carmel Catholic. So to say thank you to them, and I'm a health teacher, so I am Carmel Health. And you can also find my blog, uh, slowchathealth.com. Dale's got at least three blog posts on there. Uh, so <laughs> thank, thank you very it. much. That's spam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, 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 they're, and they're all very, very popular as well. Um, so, yeah, find me, uh, interact with me. And if anybody wants to fly me out to Australia to present at a conference, I will say yes. <laughs> it, might, it might be in 2024 the way we're going. <laughs> I'll, bring some, I'll bring some spare vaccines over for you. <laughs> because we're, we're quite low at the moment so uh anyway guys uh check out andy he's always doing wonderful things and i love the way that you're always thinking of new ways not only for your students but just general people in the community to uplift them and make them a better person and essentially that's what you do so mate um it's been a pleasure there's a reason i wanted to start the podcast back with you because your energy is next level and it's always a blast connecting thank you mate thank you for inviting me on i'm always here if you need me take care mate take care